stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. Interesting piece in the Edmonton Journal last week from Paula Simons with a headline from social justice warrior to Holocaust denying hate monger. That's quite a journey. And it's a story about Monica Schaefer. Was Paula notes, spent years as a warden at Jasper National Park. Was an environmental activist, a spokesperson for the Jasper Environmental Association. She was a musician, a violin teacher. She was perennial candidate for the Green Party running in federal elections in 2006, 2008, and 2011. But sometime after 2011, uh, she made a big shift. In 2016, Schaefer posted two videos to YouTube, one in German, one in English, outlining her argument for why the Holocaust is a fraud. She calls the Holocaust the six million lie, the biggest and most pernicious, persistent lie in all of history. Though she is a full-blown, full-fledged Holocaust denier and should be and certainly was shunned. In the wake of the video, the Green Party ejected Schaefer from its ranks. She was barred from participating in various Jasper area cultural events. But in Canada, the only real penalties Schaefer faced were those of social exclusion and ostracism. It's a different matter in Germany, where Holocaust denial is a crime. And when Monica Schaefer traveled to Germany to visit her brother, who was a notorious anti-Semite himself, she found herself in a country with very different laws. This past January 3rd, she was arrested for inciting hatred and is on trial now. So she is Canadian. These videos were made in Canada. Do we owe her any kind of support? This is the kind of individual that people are obviously reluctant to, to show any kind of support for. But is it just, is it right that, that she be put on trial for this? The Ontario Civil Liberties Association has some concerns. OCLA.ca is their website. Uh, Joseph Hickey is their executive director. Joseph, welcome to the program. Hi there. Uh, what concerns you about what Monica Schaefer is going through? Okay, well, international law is crystal clear. Uh, states must not imprison individuals based on their opinions or beliefs about historical events. Okay, this is in paragraph 49 of General Comment Number 34, which is international law. It's an interpretation of the International Covenant on Civil and Political Rights, which Canada has ratified. So the German law in question is a clear violation of human rights. It's a clear violation of this international covenant. Um, Canada has no such law, and Canada should recognize that this law is wrong and harmful. And we've asked Canadian officials to recognize this and intervene uh, to rescue Ms. Schaefer from prosecution and imprisonment for expression of, of her belief. So... And, and going a bit uh, more broadly, all hate speech, a criminal code provisions, and you can group them in, in that category, have the characteristic that a person can be put in jail without the state ever needing to demonstrate any actual or any probable harm to, to a real person. So in this sense, they're victimless crimes. And they are all contrary to international law, which states that any restriction on freedom of speech has to be demonstrably necessary and has to be proportionate. So all such hate speech laws should be repealed. And um, we take the position that Canada should intervene uh, to protect its citizens when they're prosecuted under censorious censorship laws, and that Canada should repeal <clears throat> censorship laws at home, uh, laws that, that uh, are at odds with the International Covenant on Civil and Political Rights. And I do want to point out that um, expression can constitute a crime, 
for example, a general's order to massacre civilians or a president's order to commit a genocide. In these cases, the actual harm to real, pers real people is clear and it's real, it exists. Um, so that is uh, the distinction um, that has to be made. Okay, well, just so we're clear on that. So there are, well, there's two sections of the criminal code. There's 318 of the criminal code that, that deals with advocating genocide. There is 319, section one, that deals with public incitement of hatred, and section two under 319 that deals with willful promotion of hatred. So which of those are, is all of those, are you suggesting that are inappropriate? Right. Well, first of all, Ms. Schaefer's case is in Germany, and it's under German. Uh, no, I realize law. that, but just in terms yeah. of once we're, you know, addressing what, what Canada has as hate speech legislation, which which mm -hmm. of those do you think cross cross the line here? Yeah, any, any such law that um, does not require uh, the demonstration of an actual or, or likely harm to a real person. Uh, okay, so where the state can put someone in jail without there ever being a demonstration of a causal link between the expression in question and a threat of harm or a real harm to a real person. Okay, okay so, and so we, have, we have in the past um, taken action on prosecutions in Canada under Section 319.2, and we have uh, expressed that position and argued that uh, position in, in terms of international law, as I mentioned, uh, on that provision of the criminal code. So certainly that one falls yeah. in that category. Okay. So, you, so you would distinguish between what we would otherwise call incitement versus simply what, what the criminal code calls promotion of hatred, expressing hatred views? Well, the real distinction is between um, a criminal code provision like uttering death threats, where the state does have to uh, demonstrate a causal link. They have to, there has to be an identifiable person who's the target there has to be a demonstration of the intent of the um, of the defendant to actually perpetrate uh, the crime. So uh, these are the uh, the features that are needed for a criminal code provision that is uh, tied to expression to be constitutional in Canada. Yeah, well, and look, I don't want to get too much in, into the legal weeds here, but I, I just I, I wonder if we're talking about where Canada and Germany both have laws that deal with incitement of hate and we just define them a little bit differently, or are we talking about something in Holocaust denial that, that these two countries take fundamentally different approaches to? Well, I think that's right. That uh, It's very clear if you look at paragraph 49 of general comment number 34, which is international law, um, that paragraph very clearly states, crystal clear, that a state must not criminalize expression of opinion about historical events. They're so-called memory laws. Okay, and so the, the, the um, Human Rights Committee, which is the um, top legal minds that are responsible for interpreting the International Covenant, are categorical uh, that when it comes to historical events, um, states should not put people in prison for expressing whatever view it is that they might have about those historical events. And there's very good reasons for this, okay, because we live in a democracy. And a democracy is a society where individuals have a role in decision-making. And for an individual to authentically have a role in decision-making, the individual has to be able to consider various points of view, asserted facts and arguments, and make up their own minds on issues that are important to the society. So any law that silences some form of speech harms democracy because it removes the possibility for individuals to hear 
consider and debate all views, uh, whatever they might be. And it, on the other hand, it teaches individuals to accept the view of authority, uh, be it institutional or otherwise, if the individuals are living in a, in a society that is censorious. So a society is not a democracy if it censors speech. So these are very fundamental, very uh, principled reasons to oppose censorious laws consistently, regardless of how controversial or taboo the expressed views might be. Right. And that's the position that we take. Well, and I would agree with that position. I, I, I think we do a bit of a disservice, though, to the issue by referring to Holocaust denial as a mere opinion uh, of a historical event. I mean, saying the moon landing didn't happen is a, an opinion on a historical event, a position that implies um, and, and very overtly suggests a, a global Jewish conspiracy to invent and per perpetrate a lie it is no mere opinion on a historical matter. Look, whatever the expression might be, if, if it's has no causal link to a threat of harm or real harm uh, to a real person, then that law that criminalizes the expression uh, is in violation of the, of, in, of the international covenant. Canada has ratified that, so Canada should be proactive and should uh, stand up and defend its citizens when they are um, jailed or prosecuted in foreign countries um, under such laws that uh, violate the covenant. Um, and that's, that's true across the board, whether it's somebody who says something blasphemous in a country where blasphemy is a crime or insults the president in a country where, where that's a crime um, and they're a Canadian citizen, Canada should uh, intervene uh, and it, should it, express, yeah. express uh, how wrong those, those kinds of laws are. Uh, for society, for a modern right. democratic society. So your, your objection is is about the German law and the fact that she's Canadian. Is it relevant then whether she made the video and posted the video while in Canada or if she had done so in Germany? That's not relevant. That's that's an ancillary point. The point is that the, she's a Canadian citizen. Uh, Canada should save citizens from criminal prosecutions based on foreign laws that violate international law ratified by Canada. Right. I, well, I mean, it, I think it would be relevant in the sense that if she had gone there and, and done that knowing what the law in Germany is, it, it may be different. But, I mean, you, you make a point of noting in, in your letter that the video was made in, in Canada. So well, I just wonder I why that, you cited it. Well, as I said, the, the, the important point is that Canada should uh, intervene to protect its citizens um, facing criminal prosecution based on foreign laws that violate international law ratified by Canada. All right, so in, intervene in what capacity? What, what should the federal government do here? So we've asked the ministers of justice and of uh, foreign affairs to, um, to closely monitor this case, to uh, recognize that the prosecution is in violation of international law, and to intervene in any way possible to bring Ms. Schaefer back to Canada. All right. Well, uh, I don't suppose it's going to happen, but uh, maybe there's there's a reason why it should. OCLA.ca and uh, folks who read uh, the letter more in this case there. Joseph, appreciate you making some time for us here today. Thanks for this. Okay. Thank you. Take care. Uh, there you go. Joseph Hickey, Executive Director of the Ontario Civil Liberties Association. Maybe an unpopular opinion, but I think they make some valid points of principle here that as odious as Monica Schaefer is. Uh, and yeah, it's it's pretty bad. She's a Canadian citizen on trial for something she did in Canada for something that is not against the law in Canada. So that's not insignificant. I think people are willing to give Germany the benefit of the doubt, given, well, that it's Germany on this issue.
But that doesn't necessarily make it right. Now, the other point they raise, by the way, is that um, this video was made in Canada, was published in Canada, and in a story, July 15th, 2016, the CBC even embedded that video in its story. Now, no one's suggesting that the CBC is trying to perpetrate this ideology, but it's a way of telling the story. Who is this woman? What did she say that has caused her to be a, a pariah? Oh, I see. That's pretty awful. But as they point out, in this way, the CBC participated in a criminal offense under German law, which is absurd. And I suppose it would be. Should we shed a tear for Monica Schaefer? Should we intervene on her behalf? Uh, this text here says, no, Canada owes her nothing. 403-974-8255. We are back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.